million seniors from the class of 2016 will be graduating high school and they will be moving on to a career or perhaps continuing their education at college. Today, graduates, Dylan, Brittany, Jeffrey, we honor you and we honor your accomplishment for graduation. You've had some wonderful experiences, no doubt. You've created some lasting memories, no doubt. But I read on Facebook, to all the high school grads, congratulations on getting through the easiest part of life. <laughs> Amen? Graduates, you have only just begun to build your life. You need to know that the building process is nowhere close to being finished. You will spend the rest of your time on earth continuing to build and continuing to grow until your dying day. So that being the case, it's very important for you to know how, say how, how to build your life. And this message is not just for you, graduates. It's for everyone here today. No matter how old you are, no matter how long you've been on this planet, you are still building your life. So every one of us here today need to hear, and every one of us here need to apply the message today. How many of you here today have been Involved in some form or fashion in the building of a house. Raise your hand. <laughs> some of us, it'll be in eternity, uh, amen, of building a house. We won't get into that. Uh, many of you have been involved in building a house. Now, one thing that you'll never want to do is build your house on a weak foundation. Why? Because if you do, if you build your house on a weak foundation, it won't matter if you use really expensive brick. It won't matter if you use imported tile for the kitchen and bathroom. It won't matter if you install granite countertops. It won't matter, friend, if you use oak cabinets. It won't matter if you use architectural shingles. If you have foundation problems at your house, the whole house has trouble. Today, Jesus concludes his Sermon on the Mount, and he leads us to ponder a question that's for every one of us in this room. And the question is this, how will I choose to live the remainder of my life? How will I choose to live the remainder of my life? Am I going to build on the solid stone? Or am I going to build on the shifting sand? Am I going to build wisely? Or am I going to build foolishly? Our graduates sometimes tell me, 
well, maybe I'm just not ready yet to make that decision. But I want to tell you that by not deciding, you're actually deciding. Because you cannot be neutral when it comes to building on the rock. You cannot be neutral when it comes to obeying the word of God, obeying the will of God, obeying the word, and obeying the way of God. You're going to have to take a stand. No matter how old you are, you're going to have to take a stand. Today, Jesus describes two builders, two choices, and two consequences that come as a result of those choices. So as you listen today, be sure to ask yourself, what am I building my life upon? What am I building my life upon? If you'll turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7, beginning in verse 24, these are straight from the words of the Son of God. And he says to each one of us today, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended. And the floods came. And the winds blew upon that house. And it did not fall. For it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. You see, the rain descended and the floods came. And the wind began to blow upon that house. And it fell. And great was its fall. So two builders we're going to look at today. The first of which is the wise builder. What criteria does Jesus use in order to call someone a wise builder? What is it that makes one a wise builder? Well, there's a couple of things. There in verse 24, we find that a wise builder hears and does. Say that with me. Hears and Jesus tells us that the person who hears his words and acts upon those words will be compared to a wise builder. How many times have you heard someone Talk a real good game. Anybody? How many times have you heard someone talk about what they're going to do? How many people have you heard talk about what they're going to do, but then they never do it? You see, some people think that if we intend to do something, it's the same as doing it. Well, I wanted to. I heard the word of God and I wanted to do it, but I didn't do it. But Jesus says, nah, it ain't the same. 
Just because you intend to do something and you don't do it doesn't make, sure, make it to where you've done it. It's not the same. He doesn't just say, whoever hears my words, I'll liken him to a wise man. No, he says, whoever hears and does. Now, he gave a little bit more expression to this in Luke chapter 8 when his mom and, and brothers came to see him one day. And the Bible says that his mother and brothers came to him, but they couldn't approach him because of the size of the crowd. And it was told to Jesus by some who said, your mother and your brothers are standing outside and they're desiring to see you. But Jesus answered and said to them, my mother and brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. Who hear the word of God and do it. You see, we cannot only hear the word. You can't just come on Sunday morning and just hear the word. There's more involved. You can't just hear the word. You can't just clap for the word. You can't just celebrate the word. You can't just praise the word. You can't just encourage other people to do the word. You've got to act on it yourself. You've got to do the word if you want to be what Jesus calls a wise builder. Now, Jesus' half-brother, a man by the name of James, spoke often about being a doer of the word. And he takes that theme a little bit further. And in James chapter 2, he writes, What does it profit, my brothers, if someone says he has faith, but does not have works. In other words, doesn't do it. Can faith save him if he doesn't do it? If a brother or sister is naked or destitute of daily food, and one of you says, y'all depart in peace, be warmed, be filled, but you don't give them the things which are needed for the body, what good does that do to you? What good does it do to them? He says thus also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. If all you do is come here on Sunday morning and hear the word, but you don't go out there and do it, your faith is dead. I didn't say it, God said it. Amen? Amen? God said it. But some will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I'll show you my faith by my works. You say, I come to church every Sunday morning. And I'll say, when I leave church on Sunday morning, I go out and do the word. Which one is faith? The second one. You believe. You believe there's only one God. Well, guess what? You do very good. But even the demons believe. And they tremble. Friends, let us be very careful what we call faith. Faith is just not hearing the word. Faith is doing the word. You see, your knowledge only becomes useful when you put it to action. 
My preaching to you is absolutely useless. Do y'all hear that? My preaching is absolutely useless to you until the point that you put it to work. Until that occurs, my preaching is useless. Are you putting your faith to work? Are you putting the word to work? In his commentary on the book of Matthew, a man named William Barclay says, there is little point in going to the doctor if you're not going to do what he says. Would y'all agree? There's little point to going to an expert in some field if you're not going to take his advice. Y'all agree? It makes sense. But every week, thousands upon thousands of people crowd into church houses all over the world and they hear the word. But they don't do it. They fill church houses all over the United States. But when they walk out the door, they're not doing the word of God. I heard this week that we in church, we in church are obese in spiritual information. But we are anorexic in spiritual application. I want to declare with the authority of the Word of God this morning. If you are in any sense of the Word a follower of Jesus, you must hear and do the Word of God. You must hear and do the Word of God. Hearing and doing can be summed up in one word. And that word is obedience. You see, wise builders are obedient to the Word of Jesus Christ. Now, there is a second reason. A second reason why a builder might be considered wise. And that is because they choose a great foundation to build on. Jesus says the wise builder is the one who builds his house on the rock. Now, that word rock don't mean a pebble. It don't mean a stone. It don't mean a boulder. This word for rock means this large expanse, this large outcropping of bedrock. You build your house on this huge granite bedrock. And by doing so, you'll find that it's solid. You'll find that your life will be stable. Your life will be immovable if you build your house on the rock. But on the other hand, what is the sand? Man, that sand is always shifting. That sand, oh man, it is so unstable. It's loose. It's totally immovable, or it's totally movable. If you're building your life on the Word of God, hearing and doing, then you're also going to find that you're building your life on the rock of Jesus Christ. But until you start doing that, you're not building your life on Jesus Christ. How do you know that, Bill? 
Well, in 1 John chapter 1, excuse me, in 1 John chapter 2, the Bible says, Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar. And I read that and I said, man, God, you're being a little harsh. You're being a little tough on the folks. Be a little tough on your children. But then he goes on to say, not only is he a liar, but the truth ain't even in it. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is being perfected in him. If you follow and obey the word of God, then it's clear to everybody around you that you know and love Jesus Christ. Conversely, if you're not following, if you're not hearing, if you're not doing the word of God, hey man, you're just making it crystal clear that you don't know Jesus and you don't even love him. It's a sure foundation built on the rock. Listen to what Matthew 7.25 says. And that rain descended. And that flood came and those winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall. It did not fall. Why? Because it was founded on the rock. That's the benefit of being a wise builder. Now here, Jesus paints a really graphic picture for us. You see, in Palestine, violent storms could brew up at any given time. And the Jordan River and all the other mountain streams, man, they would swell and they would overflow their banks and, man, they would wipe out house after house after house. Why? Because so many of the houses were built on the shifting sand of the Palestine desert. They wouldn't dig down to the bedrock. Now, Luke goes into more detail about this. Listen to what Luke says in Luke chapter 6. Jesus says, but why do you call me Lord, Lord, but you don't do the things I say? Why are you calling me Lord and Master of your life, but you're not doing what I'm telling you to do? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, say, and does them. And does them, I'll show you whom he's like. He's like a man building a house. Listen to this. He's like a man who's building a house who dug deep. He dug deep. He dug deep to that bedrock and laid his foundation there. He dug deep. You know, it's a whole lot easier just to, to listen and not do than it is to listen and to obey the, the word of God. Which one are you doing? See, obeying Christ is the only way to lay a lasting foundation. It's the only way that your house is going to stand, graduates. It's the only way that your house is going to stand, church. Tragedies are coming. Calamities are coming. Horrible circumstances are coming. Challenging situations. Friend, they are a coming. And when they do, they will always reveal what your relationship with Jesus is like. If you fall, maybe you built on the wrong foundation. Will your relationship withstand the trials and storms of life? Will your relationship with one another, will your relationship with God withstand the storm 
See, there's so many relationships with God that fall by the wayside the minute a storm comes. How about yours? You building it on the rock? Are you digging deep? Or are you building it on the shifting sand that can be washed away? Here's what Jesus promises you. He promises you that if you'll take the time Jesus promises you if you will put forth the effort to dig deep. If you'll be willing to sacrifice whatever it takes to build your life on the rock. That no matter what comes, no matter how bad that hurricane is, no matter how bad that storm is, you will still prevail. But only if you build your life on the rock. Now let's take a look at this other guy, this foolish builder. In verse 26, Jesus said, but everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. So what makes a, a builder foolish? Well, the wise builder hears and does. But Jesus says, the foolish builder, he hears too, but he doesn't do. He hears, but he doesn't do. The foolish builder is the one who hears the word of God, walks out of here, but never acts on what he's learned. Never acts on what he's heard. The foolish builder is short-sighted. He don't care about tomorrow. It's all about today. You remember the story of the three little pigs, right? Everybody know the story of the three little pigs? You remember what the pigs built their houses out of? One of them built their house out of straw. One of those pigs built their house out of the sticks. But then that third pig built his house out of brick. Now, it takes a whole lot more effort to lay brick than it does to throw some straw together. It takes more time. It takes more effort. It takes more hard work to build a brick house than one made of sticks. But when that big bad wolf comes and he starts huffing and blowing on your life, which one's going to fall? The one that you put forth effort into? No, ma'am. No, sir. The one that was quick and easy to throw together. You see, that's what the foolish builder is trying to do. The foolish builder is trying to build his house easy. He's trying to build his house quick. So if you profess to know God, if you're telling everybody, hey, I got a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, but you're not obediently following him, or you're not striving to change your life according to his word, I'm going to tell you something, friend. You are sorely misled. If you're professing to know him, but you're not doing what he tells you to do, friend, you don't know him. That's the word of God, not Brother Bill. Striving to obediently follow the Lord is what occurs when we truly know Jesus. Now listen to this. The only confirmation that you know that you're saved 
The only way that I can know that you're saved by looking at your life, the only way that you can know that I'm saved by looking at my life is if I'm living a life of obedience to God. Otherwise, you can't know. If I look upon you and I see that you're living a life that uh, it corresponds with the Word of God, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say, man, that is one saved woman. <laughs> man, that man is following the words of God. Must be saved. It's the only confirmation we know. In fact, friend, the only proof that Scripture mentions at all that a person is saved is if he's living under the Lordship of Jesus. Otherwise, how do you know? How do you know? See, foolish builders don't act upon what they hear from the Word of God. But uh, there's something else that we can know about a foolish builder, and that is they choose a weak foundation to build on. A weak foundation. Jesus says that that person is like a person building a house on the sand. Building on the sand is like listening to heavenly instruction and saying, okay, God, thanks a lot for that word. Appreciate that. I'm going to do what I want to do. Listening to the eternal and then going right back to the temporary. So which is it going to be? A foolish builder builds his spiritual house on the sands of human opinion. And eventually, it's going to fall. That sand... That sand is built on self-will. That sand is built on self-fulfillment, self-purpose, self-sufficiency, self-satisfaction, self-righteousness. Did you see the common denominator there? What is it? Self. And do you know what the Bible says about following self? There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of destruction. Friend, I don't want to be destroyed. I don't want to be destroyed. I want to follow the way of the wise builder. Now in our final verse, let's look at verse 27 back there in Matthew. Because we find that the rain descended again. And the floods came again. And the winds blew again. And it beat on that house again. Only this time, it fell. And great was its fall. On October the 17th, 1989, a massive earthquake struck San Francisco. And people in that city began giving a whole lot more thought to what kind of foundations they had built on. Some buildings were laid flat while other buildings were undamaged. For instance, the South Pier of the Golden Gate Bridge sustained zero damage. Do you know why? Because its foundation went through the bay all the way into the solid bedrock below the water and it stood firm. It was undamaged. Because it was deeply embedded in the rock. Now, many of you old-timers like myself may remember that picture of the double-decker freeway that collapsed on itself in Oakland, California during that earthquake. 
Let me tell you something about that freeway. That freeway was built on land that had been filled in. They trucked dirt in and built the foundation for that freeway. Now, it all looked the same on the outside, but the bottom line was something happened when it got tested. When the time of testing came, all of a sudden they didn't look the same. If we foolishly build on the sand, when the time of testing comes, I want you to know your life will fall. It will fall. And Jesus says, great will be its fall. Every area of your life that is not built upon the word of God will fall. That's, that's your pastor's promise for this morning. Every area of your life that's not built on the word of God will ultimately fall. You try to build a marriage in the sand, it's going to fail. You try to raise your kids on the sand of human opinion, it's going to fall. You try to build a financial empire on the sands of more, more, more. For me, me, me. And I want you to know it will fall. And great will be its fall. The sad thing about these two houses is they look the same from the outside. They look the same, but the difference will be clearly obvious when the storm comes. When the storm comes. And if the storms of life don't test your foundation in this life, I want you to know it will test it on judgment day. Listen to what the Apostle Paul said. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, he said, According to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it, so let each one take heed how he builds on it. For there is no other foundation which anyone can lay than that which has already been laid, which is Jesus Christ. The only foundation worthy of you building on is Jesus Christ. So if there's no long-term benefits on building on the sand, why do it? Why waste your time? I mean, why would you want to build your spiritual house on something that will ultimately be destroyed? Let's build our houses on something that will last forever, amen? In the year 1174, an Italian architect named Bassano Pisano, say that three times, amen. Bassano Pisano began work on, on a work that will become uh, infinitely infamous. It was a bell tower at the cathedral in the city of Pisa. The tower was going to be eight stories high and measure 180 feet tall. There was just one little problem. During its construction, the builders discovered that the soil was a little softer than they thought. 
they also discovered that the foundation was far too shallow for a tower that tall. And sure enough, before long, that tower began to tilt. And it continued to tilt. And it continued to tilt. Until finally the architects and the builders said, something's got to be done here or this tower's going to fall. And so they began work trying to shore up the foundation. They even tried to straighten up the top so it appeared straighter. But that tower, that leaning tower of Pisa could never be straight again. It took 176 years to build that tower. And during that time, many things were done to try to compensate for its infamous tilt. But nothing worked. And the Tower of Pisa has now stood for 800 years. And it now leans 18 feet away from what it should be. And experts say that one day it will fall. All because of a faulty foundation. Are you building your life on the bedrock of Jesus Christ? or on the shifting sand of human opinion. Today, we invite you to do one of two things. To create a foundation with Jesus Christ, or maybe it's time to shore up your relationship with Jesus Christ. Whatever the case may be, it's decision time. Are you hearing and doing or hearing and not doing? It's not my business to know it, but I want you to know to all those people whom you influence, they know it. What will it be? A wise builder or a foolish builder? It's your choice. Upon whom? Whom are you going to build your foundation? Now I want to also invite our graduates to come up during this invitation time when the song begins. But I want to pray for you. And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you've never created that foundation to begin with, today's your day. I mean, enough's enough. You've been building on the shifting sand long enough. Today's the day to build on the bedrock of Jesus Christ. But if this message has pierced your heart like it's pierced mine, you say, man, there's some shoring up that's got to be done in my life. Otherwise, my tower is going to fall flat one day. All because I heard the word, but I didn't do it. Let me pray for you.